I want to run this omen by you, and you tell me if I'm just being crazy, because I've had a lot of free time this weekend to think about stuff like this, but every time that I've started a job that has not worked out well, there's been two different radio situations where I have left, and there's been two radio situations that I have been let go from, and at the two that I got let go from, there are these telltale signs at the very beginning, and now that I'm starting this new job in Baltimore, is this the sign I've been looking for? Today on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy, you're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. Welcome. No, seriously, I'm glad you're here. And especially if you've been here for all, what, 130 some odd episodes. Really, really appreciate you. And if you're first one ever, appreciate you too. Thanks for checking out. Every episode counts. So thank you so much. Uh, this show is based in three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. It's a feel-good podcast that I do with my mother. And this is her, by the way. Mom, hi. Hi, honey. I want to follow up on yesterday's pep talk because I want to go into it just a little bit more. So in case you don't know, Saturday night was my sister Dramaggie's I'm sure very dramatic engagement party uh, <laughs> on her husband's side, her future husband's side, uh, which like, why do we have a term fiance? There's so many terms we don't need anymore. Like husband to be is fine. Fiance just is so unnecessary. Oh, it, just, it doesn't even roll off the tongue right. Fiance. <laughs> um, so uh, so that was on, on John's side, who is Maggie's right. fiance. And uh, <laughs> it was down in South Georgia. My parents decided not to go because it was like a big party and, um, you know, they're, they're trying to be as good as possible with social distancing and it's hard to go to a party and stay six feet apart. And my dad's, you know, immune, uh, my dad has a, uh, has cancer. And so he's already kind of immune compromised. So they made the decision not to go. So I wanted to talk to you today because you sounded pretty sad on the podcast yesterday, mm-hmm. which you can go back and listen to, but I wanted to kind of see how you were feeling, um, you know, after kind of catching up with Maggie today and you know the day has gone by and just kind of where your brain's at with it. Um today I am feeling grateful and certain that we made the right decision for us. Yeah. Um there were anywhere from 60 to 90 people there. They they it's were a pretty at- broad range by the way. I know. Well, and we couldn't just Maggie, say 50 to 100. Maggie says, 90. <laughs> Maggie says 90. Brian said 60. Who knows? So anyway, it's probably 60. There were a lot of people there um, who chose not to wear masks. And Brian and his husband, Aunt, were the only two that consistently kept their mask on. Yeah. Um, even though Maggie and John had theirs, but they really didn't wear them. And I, you know, I don't know how much people could social distance outdoors or whatever. But um, anyway, I think that we would have been really weird and awkward there. Right. If you're like having to keep like a a six foot ring around you at all times. Like, where's your family, Maggie? They're over there in their bubble. No. My dad's over there in his little bubble car. (laughs) We would have been at a table, you know, 100,000 feet away. Yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, that was not the place for us to be, but they had a really good time, Maggie and John and, and Brian and Aunt enjoyed it as well. So I am really glad, and Brian was there to represent our family, and he gave a toast for our family, and so all is well. Well, that's the, um, uh, that's, I talked to Maggie this morning about it, and she seemed like she was okay. She seemed like she was good with it. She seemed like, yeah. you know kind of the same thing you're saying of like, it's probably best. Like there were a lot of people. And so I think that all in all, I know she was really disappointed at first, but yesterday, well, Saturday was a really low day for both of us. Well, for, for Jim too. I mean, we we really wanted to be there. And as late as three 45, I was saying, shouldn't I go? (laughs) Should I go? I mean, it would take me an hour to get ready. I could be there pretty close to seven, you know, but no, no. I mean, I knew that we didn't, we didn't need to be there. And honestly, they didn't need us there. I mean, with that many people, my goodness. Yeah. You won't even, I don't, I don't remember you being at my engagement party, so (laughs) it's fine. And the good news is the good news of having a son with a failed relationship is you get to do it all over again with me one day. I know I'm ready, baby. (laughs) 
So ready. don't worry. There's still there's still room for one more. And maybe maybe more than that. You know, the way marriages go. I don't know. No, Brian, no. Brian's don't on his second it. one. I'd, I'd no. be on my second one. Maggie, you know, she's young. There's still time. No, so. <laughs> don't say that. No, don't say that. You just never know. You never you know all, these marriages. I hope you all find your forever love. Lord, I hope so. I don't know. I really um, I I want to talk this week because I've realized that I don't think I'm the only one that's done this before, but I I got burned multiple times by Amazon purchases this week, and oh, what I'm talking no, about, not like, Amazon. I know oh, our, our nemesis, our nemesis oh, advertiser no. on this show, right? Uh-huh. They should never buy sponsorship here because people mm-hmm. say no way. No. We don't want your money. We don't want your money, Jeff Bezos. No. So, um, but I don't know. How, and, and I don't know if this happened to you, mom, or not. But this is this happened to me now a couple of times, and it was like over the weekend. I was like one thing after another after another because you know I'm moving into this new apartment, and I need a whole lot of stuff because I ditched a lot of stuff when I when I moved here because Good I was like you. I'm not going to move, and like a lot of it just reminded me of my ex wife, and so I'm like yeah I'm just going to toss it out and buy new stuff when I get there. But mm-hmm. let me tell you, buying new stuff is exhausting too. Like it seemed fun at first, and it was. For like the first four purchases and now it's like oh my god i still need to get a blender or something you know it's like it's like right when i just need like for example right now i was, I was making my overnight oats because mm-hmm. i take those to work i finally found some mason jars this weekend at michael's by the way which i don't know if, i don't i never remember which show i talk about what yeah. uh so i don't know if i talked about this on this show or not but i we did we talked about mason jars yeah like we i could did. not find mason jars to save my life and if i did they were like the markup is so high because canning apparently has become cool ever oh, since yeah. the coronavirus right mm-hmm. so with that said i um i've been like struggling trying to find mason jars i make a green smoothie in the morning and i make overnight oats and they both you can make them all on sunday night and just put them in the fridge and pull them out when you're ready to go mm-hmm. well that now what i struggle with is the fact that i couldn't find them anywhere so i wasn't eating them i finally found some this weekend at michael's they're not exactly right they have like a little handle on them and no lids but that's okay i had some extra lids and it was it's no big deal mm-hmm. so i made them mm-hmm. um, but i threw out my damn measuring cup um because <laughs> oh, i was no. like i'll just buy new measuring cups when i get there and then oh, i don't have a measuring cup now no. just, so that part's not fun but um so i'm buying a lot, a lot of new stuff right for and yeah. like new stuff that needs to fit in different spaces too. Like half the stuff that I have won't fit in my my new space, right? Like I had, oh, had a house no. before, and even though my my apartment's not much smaller, it's a few square feet smaller, but um, it's just the space is different, right? Right. So I'm having to get rid of stuff or buy new stuff just to make it work and squeeze it in, and then so with that said, I'm buying a lot of stuff off Amazon and. This what burns me on Amazon, and I once I posted this on uh, on Instagram this weekend, a lot of people, like, oh my god, the same thing happened to me. Is mm. you can't really tell the size of an item oh, when you're yeah. buying it, and like <laughs> so, I can tell you it was three, two or three things. Most of the stuff I was buying this weekend, which I sound so ridiculous, just go with me here, is actually for my bathroom because I genuinely, I generally will rent places based upon the tub situation we've talked about that right <laughs> right so this place had a really nice tub in it so it's kind of like fits into the corner of the bathroom right mm-hmm. and so what it leaves it's like a standard size tub but that leaves like the back corner triangle kind of like this open space and so i was going to buy some space to stuff to like fill up in that little space over there so it's like mm-hmm. i could put some fake candles back there that you can turn on with a little remote control from home goods and I was really proud of that. I'm like, this looks, this looks good. Um, but then I bought some, um, like a glass jar that was going, I was going to put Epsom salt in there. So oh. I imagined the picture. It looked really big. It got <laughs> here and it was like tiny. Now I went back to be fair. I went back to be fair. And it was, it said eight ounces, but who, nobody reads the, the ounces. And I even <laughs> if it said eight ounces. I have to really think hard about like, how big that actually was. Like, nobody God. needs the That's world. That's not even one bath. I know. Like, world, like the world doesn't need the world's tiniest, like, glass jar. I'm like, what would you even use this for? Like, there's no purpose for this. Like, nobody could actually. Maybe, I get, Two but like, tips. you could put like maybe five cotton balls in there. It was so small. <laughs> So that was burn number one. Burn number two, what else? I had to send so many things back. What was the other thing that I had to send back because it was the wrong size? Uh, I forget, but I've got another funny story, though, is 
when um, we moved into our old house, um, me and my ex-wife, we needed a new frying pan. So that's the one, you know, let the one before go before we moved in. And so my ex-wife ordered a frying pan. She said, I had a really great deal in this like, green frying pan. So we're kind of weird about like what the surface of a frying pan was, you uh-huh. know? So the green ones are, are pretty expensive. I paid like $10 for one. I'm like, wow, it's a really great deal. You know, you really, mm. you really outdid yourself there. Well, it shows up and it's, it's the size for one egg. Like it's a one egg <laughs> frying pan, which like who even needs that? And why would you ever need that? Are you making like an at home, like McMuffin and just need to like make one egg in, in like a round shape, perfectly round shape? Like what the hell is that? We actually have one of those. Oh, do, for what reason? That's exactly what you do. You fry make one, one egg. You fry one egg in it. Yeah. When, when have you ever used that? Well, for breakfast, if you're just when, having when, one no, egg. No, 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 no. I understand or, how it works. When's the last time you used it just to make uh, well, one I egg? I don't eat eggs now, but I'm not sure about Jim. He makes his own breakfast. Nobody think- eats one egg. Like, nobody <laughs> eats one egg. Nobody, you know, there's no point in making one egg to eat. So, like, when I saw that, I was like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So, then I have a couple of different people tell me stories over the weekend. And I'm going to open the phone up for you, too. Uh, open the phones. That's so radio. I'm going to open the phone lines. They're open now. Call. <laughs> now, this week, though, what I want to talk to is people that got burned by online purchases. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it happens a lot when you order something. I've heard people... Um, horror stories all the time about like ordering clothes off Amazon or other oh, sites yeah. that like they look really nice on mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there and uh, online you buy them they're like super cheap from China or something you know mm-hmm. they, they're like super tiny because you know Asian people are, are tinier so the clothes sizes are so much smaller if you order things that are made in China <laughs> so um <laughs> Uh, phone number 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. And I want to hear about your uh, your online dis- purchase disasters you had to send back because it was just like, you look one way online. I'm trying to, I'll think of it by the end of the show. This Something else that came in was like, this is so small. It's well, so small. Well, I have a recent one. Okay, what? On Maggie's birthday, October one. I thought, well, I'll send her flowers. And then I thought, oh, no, maybe I shouldn't send her flowers because John may send her flowers. So, and I also know they're getting ready to go on a trip right after this party. So I was yeah. like, no, that's silly. So on Amazon, I ordered what I thought was a succulent garden in this really <laughs> cool marbleized container, right? Okay. And she called me. On her birthday, actually got there a day before her birthday, and she said, Mom, thanks so much for this pot. It didn't have any succulents in it. It was just the container. I'm like, what do you mean, pot? She said, well, it's a planter, right? And I was like, yeah, with succulents in it. She's like, no, no (laughs) succulents. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no. I said, well, put it in your car and bring it out here and we'll put some succulents in it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So for her birthday present on her birthday, she got a marbleized succulent planter with no plants. It's something to something hey, you can go, go be creative with. It is what it with. is. It is yeah. what it is, you know. Yeah, it's all anyway, right. You tried. didn't send it back. She likes it. So we'll, we'll just plan it when I see her. Yeah, yeah, that's it's something to look good. forward to. It's a little project you can look good. forward to for your. But how is it going there in in your apartment? Uh, All things considered. Well, the apartment is again literally every day there's something wrong, and that's like really no BS. I locked myself out on Saturday. Oh no! So the good thing about living in a crappy apartment is like when you. <laughs> um, when you live in a crappy apartment, everything's broken. Literally, everything's broken. So. <laughs> <laughs> that that can work to your advantage sometimes. So I locked because I have to take Kiki out right. um, to go downstairs. We, you know, this is this is new for us. And first thing in the morning, I'm still trying to get up early on on the weekends too, just to like get my body in like a normal, consistent schedule. Sure. And so I got up at five on, which is still an hour later. I gave myself an extra hour of sleep. Um, and so I walked her downstairs. And once I got downstairs. I was like, oh, no, I left my key. Now, you have to have a key to get the elevator. So mm-hmm. I was a little fob. And so I'm like, oh, man. So <laughs> I 
I got the, I, they have a spare key. Everyone's got a spare key downstairs that you can like at the you know, front desk that they can give you. And so I got, went there, got the spare key, went back upstairs. I'm like, great. I then had to go wash clothes. Now my washing machine is still broken. <laughs> oh, the washing machine is back ordered. And when I went to, um, cause the unit's like one floor up. So I just walk up the flight of stairs and, and use that unit up there for the mm-hmm. washer and dryer. So mm-hmm. when I did that, the um the door closed behind me and it was locked oh no and so now my spare key is also locked inside the house oh and so i'm like well it's okay they have to i'm sure like they (laughs) uh they gotta have like a a master key or something right like extra key somewhere so i went back downstairs i'm like hey good morning it's early you know it's like Mm -hmm. 5 30 in the morning Mm -hmm. i'm like hey i locked my spare key and my in my room now too, or my unit now too. And I'm like, can you guys have like a master key? She's like, no, she's like, we're gonna have to call a locksmith. Oh, and I'm like, oh, no. 5.30 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, so she calls. It's like, it's going to be about an hour. If you just want to hang out like on the couch or something down here. And I'm like, oh. where else are you going to go? I can't on my keys. So I can't even go like drive somewhere. It's too dark to walk anywhere. So I, I'm like, before we do this, let me, let me, just go try one more time to see because my unit has like two doors you can come inside, like one in the hallway and one like by the elevator. So I'm like, let me, let me just try and see if I can just get in my unit. So I go up there and I push the front door really hard and uh-huh. it opens. Oh. So, <laughs> oh my God. So that's the good thing about living in a crappy apartment is that <laughs> you can also things ever since everything's broken, it can work in your advantage sometimes too. So oh, didn't have to pay whatever, $500, whatever for a locksmith to come out on Saturday. And but just, your lock's not broken on your front door, right? It just didn't close all the way. No, it's, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just pushed real hard and opened it and that's it. So it's just, if you ever want to rob me, just push my door really hard and come on in. <laughs> That's all you got to do. But tomorrow, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about today, but tomorrow, because I have to really balance what I'm saying on this podcast because I've always promised to be open and authentic, but that doesn't mean I have to bring up every topic, right? And so what I have to be careful about right now is that, you know, there are new people that are coming to check out the podcast from from Baltimore. So I've just got to be, I've just got to be careful with what I say. And the last thing that I want to, cause I, I am having, it it was a really mentally struggling kind of weekend. This is my first weekend that I've been by myself the whole entire weekend from Friday Uh at, at 11. Well, I went to a workout class on Saturday, but other than that, I've been by myself the whole entire weekend in a city that I don't know. And it is, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a struggle, but we don't, I mean, honestly, we're kind of running low on time today and I just want to be sure that I'm not coming across like I don't like being here because that's not the case. It's just a struggle. I've never done this before. I've never moved somewhere by myself before in the middle of a pandemic where like no one's really out and about. Actually, I tried to make friends. I was like, it's okay. I can like go to this workout class and I can make friends Mm -hmm. and I can, um, like, uh, you know, at least my, my goal was like, I'm gonna meet like one person, meet one person and mm-hmm. just strike up small talk, even if, cause I hate small talk. I'm like, right. I hate it. I'm it's an so introvert. Unlike There's you. No, and I know like I am like, I'm the, that's what I do for a living a small talk, but right. like, it's so different mm-hmm. because I'm like with a group of people that I know. So right. I really hate going up to strangers, talking to them. It gives me massive anxiety, but I'm going to do, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go meet like one new person. So I get there and pretty big it's a pretty big class um because here you can you can go to the gym but everyone's like socially distanced it's in this a new gym called elite that i've been working out at the boxing gym mm-hmm. and it's like that it's a really hard work it's a 90 minute they call it triple threat oh. which you can just imagine how hard that was oh, i was not prepared for that at all but are you sore was, now yeah so sore today oh, yeah. um <laughs> but the point the point of the conversation is that i um i so I was like, okay, I'm like, again, I, the class is over. I'm like, okay, I'm going to say hi to like one new person. And I didn't say, I hadn't said hi to anybody yet. So class is over. And I went to, I went up to this girl because I was like, all right, so like my last chance to say something and just platonically, you know, it wasn't anything romantic or I was just like, right. 
hey, like, like, hey, have you been you've been doing this like a lot? This was really, really hard. She's like, what? Because the music was like so loud in there, and we both had masks on. I'm like, it's really hard. Class is really hard. She's like, I can't really hear you. I'm like, okay, have a good day. <laughs> so, that was my oh only, gosh, only socialization I had this weekend. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think what we can do, and we'll talk about this tomorrow, but I want to start putting like a grade on my Baltimore comfortability slash mental health with it to kind of like watch the progress as we go. Uh-huh. Like every, we'll just make it Tuesday. Every, every Tuesday we can kind of check in. Okay. Okay. So where are you now? From like a one to 10, where are you? Just to like watch the progress. Cause right now I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to feel comfortable here. I don't know oh, if I'm ever going to feel comfortable here. Everything will. feels so uncomfortable to me. Like, and mm-hmm. I haven't tried, I, we don't, have, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I just, we just, we're already running so late in the show. So mm-hmm. tomorrow, that's a little teaser for tomorrow's show. Okay. All right, mom, let's get to the quote for today. Here we go. Okay. Everything has seasons and we have to be able to recognize when something's time has passed and be able to move into the next season. Everything that is alive requires pruning as well, which is a great metaphor for endings. And that's by mm. Henry Cloud, who is a Christian author. That's good. But, you know, I was thinking about, you know, on yesterday's podcast, you know, for everything there is a season. Um, and you know, it's fall and I always think about the stages of my life when the seasons change and what that might bring, what changes that might bring for me personally. So I'm pondering that this week and you should too. I mean, you're truly in a different season of your life. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's fall. (laughs) It's fall. It's fall. It's mm-hmm. actually, the weather's beautiful here. It's actually really super pretty. I know we're not talking about actual seasons, but <laughs> right. uh, just a quick shout out to Baltimore because it was beautiful here this weekend. Um, but, but, they do, but they do kind of coincide. Yeah. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. they do. And yeah. I I don't know. I guess this is, in my life right now, I think it's been kind of an interesting thing to do is I kind of look at your season of life. Like, what season are you in right now? Yeah. And I think if I had to say, I'm probably at the end of winter and mm-hmm. like at the very beginning of spring no. like that where you got like those little buds coming out on the uh the trees i feel like my last year since january was kind of winter right mm-hmm. like i went into hibernation i was just kind of shut down everything was shut down mm-hmm. um a lot of dark stuff a uh, lot mm-hmm. a lot of dark days and now i feel like i'm like kind of just budding out a little bit like just a little bit just a little, like starting to grow like, like the seed starting is planted sprout. yeah so where yeah. do you think you are in, in a season right now mom in your life like what, um, what season do you think you're in i think i'm probably in the fall mm-hmm. just like the, the season um you know i i actually love fall and i love winter more so than summer i love spring but i i'm not a big summer person so I love the fall. I love the change of the seasons, the weather, the leaves. I but love- why do you? But I'm not. We're not talking about actual I seasons. Know, <laughs> but why do I think that? Yeah, I don't know. I just think that at 68, it's a good time to think about you know the changes that are coming um, for the winter and be prepared for that. You know, I mean, do you think some changes are coming? Well, I mean, you know, your dad's on some new cancer medication. And that certainly affects my life as well. So we're very hopeful about that. And I do, I do pray that changes are coming related to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And when we can, by spring, you know, get out, I mean, really get out and feel more comfortable. But, but I'm thinking about, you know, the, the hibernation that's coming and, you know, it's, um, I'm used to being quarantined now, and I mm-hmm. like being alone. So I just have to, yeah, I think I'm in the fall preparing for the winter yeah. and hoping for good things to come in the spring. 
I think that's an interesting way to look at your life and like figure out what season you are. I think there's winter when things like aren't great and there's spring when like they're starting to get better, but they're not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. And then you've got like a summer when things are just kind of coasting. Right. Like, um, and then you've got fall where things are starting to like either shut down or or, like fall apart or, um, (laughs) just close that that chapter starting to close, you know? So kind of interesting to look at your life and figure out kind of what season you're in right now. Okay. Um, well let's, uh, we get back here in a couple of minutes. We're gonna get to Monday cheese may, uh, before we do though, we have to say hi to our certified fans and we also have to say hi to our friends over at bear and bloom. Bear and bloom is back and I'm really excited to get them back on the podcast because I mean, honestly it's, they have been gung ho about this podcast, Mm -hmm. um, since they started. And so many of you guys went and tried out their products. That's why they're back in the first place. So thank you to every single person that that did go and, and try Bear and Bloom. And I'm going to give you that coupon code in a minute to go try it out again. In case you're new to the podcast, though, Bear and Bloom is this. It is a, a luxury skin and hairline that's affordable and designed for everyone. And that's what I like about it. It's the last part. I mean, the affordable part is cool. And it's even more affordable with a coupon code. Um, uh-huh. But I... I love that it's literally made for everyone. And Ahmed and Savannah, they're, they make it and they're in South Carolina, North Carolina. They're in one of the Carolinas. I forget which one. I think they're um, in South Carolina. Aren't they in Polly's Island? I can't. I cannot remember off the top of my head right now. But they, their story is so cool because – so it all started because Savannah and uh, when she was pregnant started having some hair loss and like stuff going on with her skin. And she couldn't like find the right things to make it better. So she's like, you know what? I, I want to figure it out myself and I want to like figure it out naturally. So she did. And then Ahmed, who's her husband, uh, who is does something with something smart. He's either a chemist or a scientist of some sort. He's got some type of science background. And he was like, cool. Like you figure out the natural products. I'll figure out how to make them work. And then they Mm. did, and they made their own hair and skin line, but they're an interracial couple. And so what they were having a problem with is that, you know, she would need one thing for her hair. He would need one thing for his hair. The kids would need something for their other, you know, hair. So they spent a lot of time trying to figure out what's the right hair product for litter and skin product for every single. So it's not just like for this hair scan or this kind of, this kind of scan for everybody. So that's. That's how Baron Bloom was created, which I think is super cool. And then um, on top of that, they're like they've been really diehard about using natural products because you got to remember your skin's your biggest organ, and yes. so you can sit here and you can say I eat organic or I take vitamins every day or whatever. But if you're putting crap on your skin and your hair, then like what you doing? You know, it doesn't make sense. So you got to start thinking about that kind of stuff too. So uh, that is the backstory behind Bear and Bloom and they're back on the podcast. But like I said, they've been a really big supporter of being on the podcast. And it was actually me kind of dragging my feet, getting them back on because I've been so busy. I kind of had to shut down new advertising. We have actually have a couple new advertisers coming on over the next couple of weeks. I had to basically just shut it down until October. So I'm glad to bring them back. Just know that they love Certified Mama's Boy. They love Nancy Yancey. Uh, <laughs> and they love, they really genuinely love what we're creating here. And that's why I recommend if you ever need hair or skin line, please go check them out because they're a massive su- supporter of uh, of our podcast. So first off, thanks a lot for them for coming back. Second off, mamas, talk about our favorite part products. I'm going to go first. I'm going to give you a second to think about it because I know we didn't really plan this beforehand. Okay. Um, I would not <laughs> be functioning photo- photogenically if it wasn't for Puffer Buffer over the past month. Puffer Buffer is under eye serum and if you wake up with super puffy eyes but you don't want to look tired and let's be honest we all feel like crap right now in the middle of this pandemic and we're not sleeping right we're not eating right and so I've done so many TV and photo shoots and all that stuff to where I can just lit- it's like a little ball roller thing that you just do it under your eyes just whoop whoop and I look like I slept an extra three hours I mean truly it's so good. So Puffer Buffer is my recommendation if you're looking for a new product to try from Bear and Bloom. Mom, yours? Oh, my very favorite is the Bullion. It's the, their Glow Serum. It only takes like three to five drops in the palm of your hand to do your entire face. And then I use a little bit more on my neckline. Um, but it feels so good. And it's kind of amber colored. So it gives your face this beautiful glow and it just smells good and you just know that you're putting good things into your skin i mean right it just feels it just feels feels different it It just feels different yeah it does so listen when you run out of your eye serum or your toner or your moisturizer or your baby powder 
do me a favor and just go try Bear and Bloom. Uh, and I'm going to give you 20% off right now. So you can go try their products even cheaper. Uh, and then you can s- just fall in love with it like me and my mom have as well. So if you use the code Kramer, you're going to get 20% off your order. So go to um, Bear and Bloom, B-A-R-E and Bloom.com. And then just type in the promo code Kramer, BearandBloom.com and type in Kramer. And you're going to save 20% on Bear and Bloom. All right. Yeah. Monday cheese man a second. Let's say hi to our certified fans and then we'll be uh, done with my mom for today. Certified fans are people that support this show financially. And first off, I, when we do this, it's really a hi to all the certified fans and a thank you to all the certified fans. Um, you know, we, we, we usually will pick out one person to say hi to every day, but, um, and we might, mom, we might start from the top of the list again. Why not? You know, sure. Uh, um, after I make sure everybody's gotten there, their official whoop whoop. Well, I don't see why we don't start from the top and go all over again. Yeah. So I want to give a shout out to our newest certified fan who is, I think, I think it's Jessica C. Jessica C. from Avondale. Uh, that's over in Phoenix. So thank you so much for being a certified fan. Here's your whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. And Yay, we want to. We want to add you too. So like, come on, be a part of the show. And it's like, again, it's five bucks a month. It's, we, we try to have Siri do the math on that. It's not much a day. <laughs> it's like a couple, a couple of pennies a day, but it really does like a, a massive, we say it takes a village and this podcast takes a village. So if you just text the word fans, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8, then we'll be happy to get you going with, uh, with being a certified fan get a lot of perks, get five bucks off in the merch store instantly. You get to join the Facebook group, you get early premieres of episodes and, all the kind of fun stuff and the satisfaction and the whoop whoop and the satisfaction of knowing that you're supporting an, a free and uncensored medium, you know, like truly there's no corporate backing behind this. So that it's, it's kind of like PBS, I guess, like a, a more interesting and, and less boring PBS. So, all right, mom, that's it for today. I love you. Okay. Love you forever. Okay, Monday Cheesme time. And in case you're new and you don't know what Cheesme is, uh, Cheesme is gossip in Spanish. And what this segment is every Monday is like the untold stories of, well, I'm not always have to make it about radio, I guess. Uh, it's kind of about everything, but I feel like there's so many stories that are like so nuts from radio <laughs> uh, that I use this segment to kind of get them out in the open. Because I always said I was going to write a book and tell all these stories, but I decided to just put them on this podcast instead because writing is the worst. So every Monday we come on, I kind of share like a, ooh, a gossipy kind of story and uh, open up about some things I've never been able to talk about before. And today I want to talk about bad omens when I start jobs. I say that every time that I've started a radio job that hasn't ended well, and that's only been two, that's been Channel 933 and that's been Tampa. And that's why I want to run this by you because I want to see if you believe in omens too and like you see, foresee something not great happening in the future here in Baltimore because right now everything seems great, but my crazy brain's like, but wait, (laughs) but wait. So most of you know the San Diego story. And for those that don't though, I just want to kind of fill you in with the, the bad omen that came out of San Diego when I first started. So you can imagine here I am, I've taken this job. I'm super excited about it. And I'm just now kind of getting my feet on the ground six months into the job. Um, I keep my, I moved my whole life out here, right? I moved my, my wife at the time, my life. I have moved my dogs. We have gotten a house out there. I left my other job, uh, all because channel nine, three, three seemed like such a great opportunity. And so I, after a few months, probably three or four months starting to feel the people come around over in San Diego and that's feeling good. And then boom, five months in. I find out that the guy that I was had that I personally replaced was actually now let go from the radio station he had gone to in Boston and is now coming back to San Diego. And um, he is going to go work on our sister station, 95.7, the hip hop station. Now, for me, that was a real nerve wracking situation because I I just had that gut feeling. I just had that gut feeling of like looking over my shoulder the whole time because uh, he's uh, he's a hustler, man. And I just didn't want to 
let off the gas to where and, and keep in mind I'm still new, right? And he's not new. He's been there for he's 20, 15, 20 years, I think 15 years at that point, maybe 10 on channel 933. And he's only gone for five months, six months. And so it's not like the audience really had a chance to like forget about him, right? Or to really get to know me that well. So of course, when he comes back into the city and is working in the same building that I'm working at, I get a I get pretty I was pretty paranoid, right? Like that was a really, really hard mental situation for me. And so yeah, um, obviously you saw the way that turned out. <laughs> In case you don't know, he actually did end up replacing me four years later. And um, for one day, I'm going to tell the whole Channel 933 story, but just not today. Not today. But I, I, I do wish him well. I don't have any, any ill will. It wasn't his decision. Um, and, you know, I'm sure those two are doing great together. It's kind of back into the old swing of things. Now I got Jess over here. We're doing our things. It all worked out fine. But, um, yeah, so that was like I've, I, that's just like that gut feeling where I just have is like, ugh. Let me tell you a story I've never told before, though. Another st- time of like starting a job where I had a, a bad feeling about it, only to find out that the situation wasn't going to be right either. So imagine this: here we are. I've been started. I started my own morning show in Panama City, Florida. Busted my butt for five years trying to get my show off the ground to where we could take it to a different market and for it to do well, and we did. Within uh, this is back in 2007 uh, when I first started, and now it's 2011, 2012, 2012. And um, I, Holly and Miguel, and myself, and a girl named Mandy, we are like kicking butt. Like, we have, I don't really know how to explain radio ratings to you, but we pretty much had, according to the ratings, about a third of the city listening to us, right? In the morning, a third of the city. So, like, that's that's a pretty astronomical number. And so then that's when we started to get all these phone calls in different cities, right? I think I've told you this. Like, we were getting called, I got a call from Vegas. I got a call from somewhere up here. Was it Philly, maybe? I don't remember. Uh, Tampa and Charlotte. And those were the two probably serious, most serious contenders were Tampa and Charlotte because they were CBS radio. And I really wanted to work for CBS because um, I liked the management there. And uh, the, the team was really excited. They actually flew us up to New York for us to meet with them and took us to a fancy dinner and let us stay in the city for a couple of days. And so that was really cool. So we knew we really wanted to go with CBS. So our options for CBS were Tampa or Charlotte. Well, Charlotte was the winning situation. And Charlotte was... Uh, really, I mean, they were, they were pumped a few reasons. I didn't want to go to Charlotte mainly because, well, one was because I was kind of vague on what they were looking for with the show, um, where there, I I wasn't really, I couldn't really comprehend exactly what they were looking for. And that's nerve wracking to go into a situation where you're not quite sure what somebody's looking for in a, in a radio show. And so I was like, well, I don't know. And then the other, the biggest part though for me was, you know, I'm 27 at this point, maybe 26, 27. And uh, I'm an extremely loyal person. And one of my mentors was uh, a show called Ace and TJ. If there's anybody listening in, they're in a couple of different cities, but Charlotte's their biggest city. And so they, they were actually the, the show that got like, or they didn't, they left. They didn't get let go. They left to go to the iHeart radio station. iHeart, um, uh, I don't, I, forgive me. I don't remember the names of the radio stations over there, but they basically went to the competition station because they were going to pay them more money. And so they were going to bring us in, but that means I basically had to compete against one of the shows that really helped bring me up in the game and I didn't feel right about that. There was this really hard mental struggle. Nowadays, I do it because I realize in this game, this radio game, there is no such thing as like, it's like you go in, you do the best show you can do. If everyone does the best show you can do, then it's up to listeners to decide. But then I didn't, I felt way too loyal to these these two guys, Ace and TJ, to want to try to compete against them. So um, there, then there was Tampa. And Tampa was this crappy i'm gonna say shitty because it was shitty the shitty radio station actually it sounded great 
uh, and the staff was great. It was just on this really tiny signal, but they had really high hopes for it. And so they were basically like, listen, you, we really want you to go to Charlotte, but you can choose. And so I was like, no, I really want to go to Tampa. My ex-wife's mom lived in Tampa. It kind of felt like home, staying in Florida. So, uh, and the boss there was like, hey, listen, you know, you, we this you're the exact show that I want. Here's what I want you to do. This is what you guys are about. We're like, yeah, we can do that show. And so we decided to go to Tampa. And honestly, I knew it was going to be an uphill battle because it was a crappy radio station. It was on like a crappy signal. And so, but I'm, I'm pretty cocky because I was the guy that was in ninth place coming into Panama city. And then I had a third of the city listening to me by the time I was done. So yeah, I was like, I got this. Like, I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it. I can do this. I can turn this station around. Well, let me tell you about the bad omen there. So the bad omen there was, um, I, we got the gig and about a month in Norm, who passed away, my agent, right, told me that he was going to come down to Tampa because he we wanted to go out to lunch with our general manager and just say hi. And we hadn't actually all met together yet. And we go to lunch and this general manager was super nice guy, by the way. And he was so gung ho about our show. He was like, listen. We love this show. I know the station is struggling, but we're gonna we're going full steam ahead, full steam ahead with this radio station. We have full hopes and like to you know we're gonna have marketing behind it. We're gonna have all kind of stuff to make this station work, and so that made me feel really good because walking into a, a failing radio station is is kind of tough. It's a little nerve wracking, right? You you want to walk into a winning one because it just makes it so much easier. But this one, I knew was going to take some work, so we uh, we knew we were going to struggle with that. And we walk in, uh, or sorry, we leave that lunch, and literally the next day, the next day, <laughs> that general manager gets fired for embezzlement. He was embezzling and he got let go. And so, like the one person that was like, "Hey." We're not going to we're not going to change the radio station. You got nothing to worry about was now let go. And from there, it was pretty much rolling downhill for that radio station. And yeah, 15 months later, they changed it to something else because a new general manager came in and corporate decided they wanted to change it to a sports radio station. So with that said, uh, that was the bad omen for that one. So I don't know if I'm just in my head right now and I you can tell me, and I'd, I'd love to hear your messages or whatever. But I, I'm really excited about this job. I mean, I don't think I've been this excited about a job since Panama City days. I love working with Jess. Um, but I think I told you guys like that the week that I started, the company made like a lot of a lot of cuts, you know, budgetary cuts because of COVID, and um, that just made me. It just made me like is this the sign? Like every time I go, every time that a radio stations ended poorly that I haven't left on my own behalf, that's always been a sign like at the very beginning. And I'm just, I guess like a tad paranoid. I, I, listen, I blame it. I can blame it on COVID all I want, but I can't tell you that my crazy brain, is not sitting there like, huh, is this the omen? I was going like, oh, is this it? Like, is this the one? Is this what's happening? So if that sounds like one to you. Let me know if you're like, no, shut up. It's just COVID. Like it's everything's kind of in the, shitter right now so you can call or you can message 888-Kramer8 but there's a story I've never I've never told that embezzlement story before yeah ever okay good news time this is the good news going on in the world right now because you know what dang it there's a lot of bad stuff but we're not going to focus on it why there's good stuff too and if they both hold the same amount of weight why does it matter so at the end of the show, I bring you good news and it made me laugh and then say bye for the day. Okay, I'm going to go to California because we got a big family over there, man. A big podcast family in California. So uh, after working for nearly three days straight, there's this California firefighter that actually kept his girlfriend's family's home safe from the glass fire that's going on. Is the glass fire out yet? I'm not sure if that one's out yet or not. His name is Grant Noonan, and he had just finished working 60 hours blazing or fighting this blazing battle. And he uh, worked for the San Jose Fire Department. Then he just gets off, and his girlfriend, his name is Elsie, called him, and she's kind of in a panic because flames were approaching her parents' house over in Santa Rosa. 
Well, he didn't hesitate, and he actually drove 90 minutes. Keep in mind, he been working for 60 hours straight fighting fires. Then drives 90 more minutes to go see if he could help her. As he arrived, he saw that actually a ton of houses nearby were already on fire, but her family's house wasn't. So what he did was, even he's so tired of doing this, I mean, he just jumped right back into firefighter mode. He was clearing debris, cutting down trees that were in danger of catching fire, and then cleared the flame, uh, the flammable things away. And then soon after that, the Santa Rosa Fire Department did arrive, and then he stayed to actually help fight the fire. There were some damage to the property, but the house survived, luckily. And thanks, of course, in part to this boyfriend, this dedicated firefighter, he said, I would feel bad if I didn't go do anything, which agreed. Uh, but he didn't have to, right? Like, the fact he still went up there and did, I think, is amazing. He said, and I can always catch up on sleep. But 60 hours, woo! And he keeps going. That's, that's husband goals right there. <laughs> like, I think you have to get engaged after that. Like, you have to marry that man because it's just so good. All right, let's go to Iowa. It's a guy named Diego. And Diego is a wrestler over at the Buena Vista University. And he can actually now add the job of a lifesaver to his resume because he, um, this college student had just started this new job over at Walmart. And he's being trained as an associate in the produce department by a man in his 60s. Then all of a sudden, this guy who's the trainer like clutched his chest and slumped over this box of bananas. The man's face turned white and he was all sweaty. And as it turns out, he was having a heart attack. Well, Diego hopped into action, checking his pulse and started doing chest compressions. By the way, I have no, no real idea how to do this. And when the trainer regained consciousness, he asked him if he could help him, st- him stay awake. He alerted the manager, who then called 911. The ambulance arrived to take him to the hospital. So he, in turn, pretty much saved this, this man's life, like on day one of his new job at Walmart. It was definitely a scary situation, but I'm glad that I was able to step up to it. I feel like in the same situation, I would have done it again. I can't see myself doing anything. There's different. good people doing good things out in the world, and Diego is one of them. And what's the firefighter's name? Uh, yeah, him. <laughs> Both of them just doing deserve some props on this show. And finally today, it's made me laugh. And, you know, we sit here and we – the last couple of days, if you've listened, we've like really complained about Amazon, right? Like, oh, they drive down my driveway and oh, they like the products that I order were too small. Have we like stopped to really think about how amazing Amazon really truly is and how we as a nation have just become spoiled with how fast things can get to your house. Ronnie Chang, who is a comedian on The Daily Show, went into this on his comedy special. I want you to go watch the whole the whole special or the whole clip because it's really funny if you go in the show notes. But think about this, really. In America, never leave your house. <laughs> land of the free and land of never leaving your house. No item too trivial. No quantity too small to be hand-delivered into your home like an emperor, anything. Anything in the world that comes to mind, any fleeting thought you have while drunk, anything. I want one pen. I want one, I don't want a box. I want just one pen. I want it in a box with some plastic. Throw some napkins in there. In another box in a bigger box. 50 million boxes flying across America at all times. The airspace above America is just Amazon Prime. (laughs) Packaging, just knocking into each other. Like satellite debris, More, more Prime. Can't get enough Prime here. We need it Prime, we need Prime harder, faster, stronger. Faster Prime, Prime now. Prime now, two-hour delivery. Prime now, give it to me now. When I press buy, put the item in my hand. Now. In America, there should be no lag. Zero lag. Between when I press the button and when the item is gently placed into my hand so I can use it now. Oh, same day delivery? Oh! Un-American. Same day? Now. 
crime now. <laughs> and the rest of it is down in the show notes for you to go check out. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Really appreciate it. My goal, I'm going to manifest this for Monday. My goal by the end of the week is to have four new certified fans. And so can that be you? Do you mind? Do you have five extra bucks a month to do it? I know times are tough right now, but if you do and this podcast means something to you, text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. And we'd love to have you. And thank you to all the certified fans to keep this show going. I will say this too. If you don't, don't feel stressed. You know, times are tough. But if the show means something to you, you want to help it watch it grow. Um, if the show will always be free. I'm never going to charge for it. Basic level will always be free. So um, thank you just so much for listening. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep listening. Keep supporting the show. And I'll see you tomorrow. Love you so much. Bye-bye. Hey, Kramer. And more specifically, Miss Nancy. As a UPS driver, I had a suggestion with your whole Amazon issue. Although you shouldn't have to think about it because it is our job to get your package to your house and follow the rules. If you have a sign that says don't go down there. I just wanted to know if you had ever thought about leaving a tote or like a decorative box or something by your sign for your package to be left in. You shouldn't have to do that, but I promise we all look for those. On driveways, we don't want to walk down. We don't want to drive down. We look for those boxes. If there's a box there, I bet your package will find it, and you will never see another truck down there. Hi, this is Fish Fab for Life calling from San Diego, California. First, want to say hi to Kramer, to Jess to Mama Nancy and to Papa Jimmy Mac. I'm a big fan of everyone on your podcast. Listen every day. Jess wants to help you with that merchandise and launch her own. And I want to put my vote towards it. She said she wanted to put a hat out with the word AF on it. I personally would not purchase it because I am 47 years old and I find myself becoming more like my own mom now and having her types of views and values and things on um, on life. And so at my age, I kind of feel like I need to be set the example to my children of how they should speak. But that doesn't mean that I don't support her um, because I feel like she has a lot of other great ideas. She's so inspirational. I follow her on Instagram also. And I just love her energy and her youngness. And I'm still, I'm 47, but I'm struggling to stay young. And so I like to, you know, follow trends of the young people. And I, I you know, I don't want to get old and be old and be old fashioned. You guys are a great team. To love you guys forever and ever and ever. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.